0: Hi everybody, we are Matt and Kevin and welcome to Season 2 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast on the Bleeve Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on social media at Believe in OWL and Believe.com.
1: This week we discuss our hopes for Online, the Nintendo Direct Announcements, and other game news from across the internet. Hello hello
0: everybody. Welcome back to the believe in Overwatch League podcast and to our normal show greeting. Um how are you everybody? How have you been
1: Kevin? Uh I've been pretty good. Uh, I've been my sleep schedule's all over the place and then I got called into work for tomorrow so I got to go nice. and fix that real quick. Um but yeah, pretty much it's just been um I've been playing a little bit of Overwatch just to get that skin obviously. It's just like
0: Oh, God, I forgot to do that again.
1: Get, get what you get, what you can. And then um, and then, yeah, I've just been watching a ton of anime with friends. So that's that's what we've been doing. Uh, how Did about you? Making for
0: singles awareness day?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> I sat in my room and I played Pokemon all day. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Pokemon won't leave. They can't. But like <laughs> Pokemon will always love you. Yeah, Pokemon will always love you, uh, regardless. Uh, they they don't they don't ever just like up and leave. They they just sit there and enjoy your presence. I and think the wildest
0: thing them. I've ever, I ever read about Pokemon was um, did you ever have the um the Pokemon like official guidebooks like from like the oh yeah, from, like, a long time ago yeah. I remember I was reading the the one entry for Farfetch'd and I think the wildest thing like the the realization that they like eat Pokemon because it's like. Yeah, they say farfetched is is served with the leak that it carries mm-hmm. often. So it's like, what? Yeah. What other Pokemon
1: are you eating? What else are you doing with Pokemon? I mean, Magikarp is pretty pretty common. Uh, I I just think like the second that we got Surfetched in like Pokemon Sword, that's gonna be a hard bird to catch. <laughs> that's it's just got like almost guaranteed crit ratios. So mm-hmm. it's just you get smacked with a leak and you die like you can't really do anything about that
0: leaks are <laughs> a lot bigger than i thought they would be i had to cook with a leak one time i think it was for the overwatch cookbook i think it was like making i think it was the the guinness stew for moira mm-hmm. but i bought a leak and it's like okay i can understand why Farfetch carries this thing around it's a hefty vegetable
1: yeah people think oh leaks are just slightly bigger green onions and then you hold a leak in your hand and you're like okay no this is a weapon it defines. Um, it depends what you define as slightly. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just an edible weapon. Uh, how about you? How is your week? Uh, you you surviving through all this?
0: Um, yeah, it's been busy. I've been. I we just wrapped filming for the uh, production of Laramie project that I'm in, which is a play, but it's filmed, so it's like you're watching Hamilton. Um, so that'll be streaming this weekend. If anybody wants to see it message us and I will send you the link for tickets or go to my Facebook page or anything. It'll be there. Um, not, not our, our podcast Facebook page, but there's been that, um, singles awareness day. I don't think I did anything. I think I just kind of sat at home and did my normal stuff. I, we had, um, I think we had rehearsal that no we didn't. That was a Sunday, right? A single awareness day, I think it was. Yeah, that Sunday. was a Sunday. Okay, uh, so I Sunday. didn't do anything that day. Um I have not gotten any of the skins for Overwatch because I've been neglecting it.
1: <laughs> and I'm probably not gonna be able to make the what it's the McCree one this week? Still it's the McCree one this week. Um but yeah, the, I haven't like completed and gotten the skins i've essentially just played to help friends like finish theirs and i'm like yeah eh, i don't know if i need it <laughs> like the stone baptiste one was okay like this mccree one is all right yeah i um, never play
0: baptiste anyway like even yeah. when i'm healer i very rarely play baptiste and even then like he has
1: better skins so and let um, me just remind everybody what the last one is it's uh Okay, so the last one is the Reaper um Imperial Guard skin. I think that one's pretty sick, but uh it's the, the- best out of the
0: free ones that they're that you yeah. get for nine wins for the, yeah, your nine wins of the week. Um real so we were speaking about um singles awareness day, and I, I think the, the San Francisco shock on their Twitter page posted some um Valentine's Day e cards. Have you seen them? Uh, I haven't peeked at them, okay. but let me pretty sure there's something. Let me read them to you. Uh, my favorite one's the last one. but So the first one says, I think you're super cute with a photo of super. The next one is, Cupid's arrow is going to strike you in the heart, which has striker on it. Want to be my smurfette with smurf. And then the last one is, roses are red, violet is nutty, be my valentine. <laughs> I mean, that might work. I, I like that it like sets you up and then it just completely just says no, we're not doing that. We're not going <laughs> poetry. Yeah. Before we get into it, I've just been looking on Twitter a lot and everything that's going on with our with people in Texas. So um oh yeah. I I, I really hope all of whenever you listen to this, because you're going through much Worst things right now, but to all of our Texas fans and our other fans frozen around the country, um, please stay safe. We are our thoughts are out going out to you. Um, please stay warm. Um and to the rest of our fans, you were our Valentines for Singles Awareness Day. We love you all. But let's get into gaming stuff. So, Kevin, today was the Nintendo Direct and you
1: watched it correct yes yes i i sat here and i was like you know what like matt even called and said hey can we shoot at two and i'm like two is when the direct starts can we do it after and he's like all right yeah, so I, mean, I,
0: I i was like hoping we'd get an announcement for for tracer but apparently
1: we did not we, we so. did not we ended up getting um well what's their name um I put it somewhere. The Xenoblade uh, characters. The Xenoblade yeah. characters. Um, it's... I've tried it's Xenoblade. Awesome. I can't
0: do it. I'm not a fan of games that like auto attack. So I mean, like one of my old roommates, Austin, really tried to get me into the series. Like he loaned me both of the Xenoblade games that came out in the US and I tried them and it's just like,
1: I can't, I'm sorry. I'll play Shulk and Smash, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. We got Pyra and Mithra. Um, from Xenoblade, and I was like, okay, you know what, this is fine, but, you know, all of us who had hopes for, you know, a potential Blizzard character coming in, uh, we we did not get that. Um, But, yeah, it's fine. I think, if anything, this means that they're going to try to push another Xenoblade out pretty soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's typically the way how this works. Um, But there's a lot more to the direct than just oh okay we got a new Smash Bros character. Um uh, there was a lot uh that at least I'm a little bit like I'm a little excited for. I guess the first thing that's most relevant to the podcast is uh it's gonna be a physical version of Hades. Um ooh so it's gonna come with a code for the original soundtrack. Um the soundtrack's it, so good. Yeah it it's pretty and then they also are going to give you a 32 page uh art book of all of the characters so you can like dissect it take a look at how they work um and then i think there's one other thing that comes along with it but it it's pretty cool that we got that um i am not generally a fan of buying games multiple times but oh my god i i might Hades makes a hard case not to, especially if you're like into the art of it. They they give you that just like look into how the characters, you know, behave and stuff like that as well. <laughs> and uh, I feel like I have to just because to support Avalon, I think I have to <laughs> just, just see if Avalon gets a, gets a discount or something. Come on.
0: <laughs> At the very least, next time I see Avalon in person, I can have her sign it.
1: Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, that that's pretty cool. Um for me as a Dongon Ronpa fan, there's a new one called Worlds End Club. Um different art style than the original Dongon Ronpa that we're used to, but it does kind of follow the same formula where it's like kids trapped uh there is a little bit of a mystery solving part of it. So, you got to worry about that. Um and then Neon White, which is a um it's a first-person, like kind of Doom-esque game, um, where you're like a bounty hunter in in heaven shooting demons. It, it sounds weird, but I already like it. I it's pretty. Like it. It, it's a pretty okay. And then to top it all off, um, I'm pretty sure the voice of the main character is Steve Bloom. So Ooh. if you like, if you like that, like uh, you know, the Spike Spiegel-esque sound. Uh, or if you play Valorant and you like the sound of Brimstone's voice, like, there you go. Or um, Sub-Zero. Or Sub-Zero, yeah. There's just so many characters he's done. Um, Tom and then, from what? Uh, Toonami. Yeah, Tom from Toonami. Yep. So it, there's just a whole bunch of just, like, really solid things that came out. Um, and then the biggest one at the very end was Splatoon 3. If you guys are into Splatoon, uh, we have more Splatoon. And this time, the the Pokemon follows you is the joke. um and all of us people like including myself who was like okay they're gonna do they're gonna do a pokemon announcement they're gonna do something here uh we got nothing uh we're we're gonna have to wait for the next one or if there is like a, a pokemon direct which there should be it's the 25th anniversary of pokemon um we should be able to get something coming you know down the pipeline pretty soon so hopefully we get we get news on either you know Gen 4 remakes is something that a lot of people are talking about. Um, we're also waiting, potentially... Well, obviously, we have Pokemon Snap coming up, so mm. that's another thing that we're, we're all looking forward to as well. Kevin, I've never asked you, what's your favorite generation of Pokemon? Oh, God. that That's like asking an artist to pick their favorite color. Um, <laughs> for me, I have very fond memories of Gen 4. Um, that is the Sinnoh region, the uh, the ones where your starter is a uh, Turtwig, Piplop, or Chimchar, Okay. Um, with Dialga and Palkia as the, you know, the the end game bosses. Um, I think I liked that generation just because it was like the one that I invested not only the most time in, but um, it was the one where like I actually started to learn how to play the competitive scene a little bit. hmm It was, um, it was really interesting. And also because Empoleon is just such a cool Pokemon. Like, it's a very unique type of Pokemon. Es un um, penguino. It's a, it's it's a, it's a penguin, but it's like water steel and it has like, it has an ability that essentially prevents it from being hurt in Sandstorm. So you can get away with <laughs> weird things. Uh, but Yeah, we that that's been at least in my feed right now, it's been oh, Nintendo Direct stuff, all this, and then everyone else is like, Where's our Pokemon announcement? Where, where is it? Uh, so yeah, everybody's like, Oh, there, there's got to be something for you know this, and then they're like, oh, oh, something cool is happening, and then it's like Splatoon 3, and we're like, Oh no, <laughs> nothing Breath of the for. Wild, though, right? Nothing Zelda related, um, so. so There was a Zelda kind of tease, which was pretty cool. Um, The director of the Legend of Zelda, um, like branch, essentially, came out and said, We don't have any big announcements about a new game coming out. So we're sorry about that. But we have remastered um, Skyward Sword. So if you guys ever played Skyward Sword on the Wii, um, (laughs) the entire point of that game was to utilize motion controls with the um with the Wiimote nunchuck right um, but they said we've remastered it with you allowing the Joy-Con controllers now um, if you guys wanted to take a shot at Skyward Sword um, and he's like a people a lot of people who enjoyed Breath of the Wild will understand like this was the game before and there are some things that have transferred over from that to Breath of the Wild so if you want to see you know how the master sword was created and all that stuff that's exactly how like the whole story and plot line of skyward sword um, literally yeah. as he said that I saw
0: a tweet that said no one wanted skyward sword <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean I tried playing it I I just it was so hard because of the motion control unless you had like the Wii controller plus it was like literally unplayable yeah so I, I so, had I borrowed skyward sword and i had the uh i was just using the normal um Wii remote I, I couldn't do anything because it's it's it was so it wasn't to the level of precision that skyward sword needed but i don't know is, is this like what they're is this their version of the mario
1: anniversary do you think uh i don't think so i think that this is just What it's just a filler for now. It's just like, Uh we'll, we're going to give you this so you could enjoy something while we work on something bigger. I mean, they're still working on Age of Calamity. They're adding a lot more to, you know, that Destiny Warrior style. Uh, Age of Calamity was so good. Yeah. So they're, they're still adding to the expansion pass of that. So I think if anything, they have something planned, but for the most part, it is just being quiet, waiting on it, and then they're going to like, give you a big you know big release of something um which has been pretty cool to just kind of think about there's going to be a lot of things coming up um and hopefully we get we get some good news um coming up that way and then the you know the biggest joke right now is still waiting on uh a lot of the pokemon stuff because we've been waiting for a long time but also um Another oh yeah to, to answer the problem of you know how it was inconsistent with the swinging right they also said we're allowing you to use your controller now um, so you can flick the um, the joystick on the right side to swing instead as well so if you wanted to play it in handheld mode you can you don't have to do Wiimote and nunchuck style you can actually uh, play it completely handheld now hooray i still don't know if i'll pick it up but it's
0: an option hooray um what, what was your favorite announcement uh, of nintendo direct because i'm seeing i'm seeing a bunch of other ones like i've seen that um apex is coming to switch i'm seeing mm-hmm. that fall guys is coming to switch and like those are cool um my my interest in Nintendo has waned a lot over the years. Like it used, to, I used to be like super into Nintendo. Now it's mainly just like, whenever something really cool comes out, like Breath of the Wild two, um, but but I feel like I feel like you're more invested in Nintendo than me, Kevin. So what what did you? What was your biggest takeaway from
1: Nintendo Direct? And like, what was your favorite announcement? Um, I think Neon White is going to be interesting to look at for sure. Um, it's just an interesting concept. Um, there's Project Triangle Strategy, which is another Square Enix uh project, which is it kind of reminds me of like Octopath Traveler, um, but it's gonna be like you know your decisions determine the way how the story goes, plus turn-based strategy like Fire Emblem, uh, you know all the Final Fantasy stuff. It's really is something else, but for me personally, I'm just waiting on. You know, I'm I'm the Pokemon guy. I'm waiting on like, hey, hello, it's 25th anniversary <laughs> game freak, please. Um, but honestly, I think if anything, I feel like the the physical version of Hades actually got me really excited because I was like, there's something, um, like I could actually collect this. You know, do the whole thing that we were talking about physical copies. Yeah, um, a long time ago. It's like if, for example, like all of the world gets EMP'd, right? Um, as long as we have the physical copy of, you know, certain games, we can still keep the we keep the tradition passed down. Right. Um, and I like feel like... brother
0: wants to play Hades. he asked, been asking me about it because he knows they have it, but like, it's on my Switch and not on his because it's it's been only digital for now. So like, if I get it, I can finally be like, okay, you can borrow it.
1: <laughs> yeah, or, or you can just, you can get him the physical copy and then just like take the <laughs> that, that's that's an option it, it's just you, you really have, have the
0: chip get, i get everything else
1: exactly um but yeah it's just really cool um i hope that we get a lot more oh yeah and another another big one um mario golf it's oh. back <laughs> so <laughs> that's guys... why
0: people are tweeting like the mario sports though because I a, a friend of mine's like bring back mario
1: strikers you cowards oh the, the one dude mario three on three uh, Mario Hoops three on three for the for the DS that was my game I was like <laughs> oh man that was that was fun but I mean they're bringing back they brought they did the Olympics they did uh, now they're doing golf um, I I just want can we have like a I want a literal like Nintendo gauntlet of games where it's like okay Mario Tennis Aces uh, then you go to you know you go to golf and then there's got to be like one like Mario. Yeah. If they bring back Mario Strikers or, you know, Mario Baseball, I'd be down for either one of those two. Um, I was and I just have a full Mario tournament baseball
0: game a couple weeks ago. I don't know why. I just I just was randomly thinking about that game.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's pretty interesting. Um Bring back uh, DDR Mario mix. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, <laughs> so you got to do that. You got to play Super Mario Rush Um and then you got to do a uh, tennis aces uh, just to showcase all the games that are coming out on the uh, on the switch. Um, if you guys are into Animal Crossing as well, because it's the 35th anniversary, there's going to be a lot of uh, new furniture that's coming over. So go ahead and do that um, or ask a friend who's really into it to drop you the recipes. Uh, they'll, they'll do that, too. I can't find my disc for um, Animal
0: Crossing. I think it's in storage. We haven't gotten the stuff out of the storage since we moved, so I haven't been able to do anything. I wasn't able to do like the Thanksgiving stuff, the Christmas stuff. So it's like my villagers probably think I'm dead. Okay, so moving on to other weird gaming news this is this is a fun one. Um, apparently, pigs can play video
1: games, Kevin,
0: with their snouts.
1: I mean. I know that pigs are really smart um, and like, like mentally they're, they're there. So I don't know how, you know, how to train one.
0: I guess. Yeah. This, this, so this article came from the BBC and the headline was just an absolute missed opportunity to say something like pig pong. And <laughs> it just says pigs can play video games with their snout. Scientists find, but, um, So what they were doing is they had four pigs, their names were Hamlet, Omelet, Ebony, and Ivory, Um, and they they trained these pigs to look at a monitor and use an arcade-style joystick to steer objects uh, into walls and whatever. Um, And they found that, like, the pigs were able to do it for treats, but even when the treat container broke, the pigs were still playing and like as long as they got like some form of encouragement, like verbal encouragement, the pigs were having fun and they were continuing to play. Um, and apparently this is like a, a huge, j- just for this, from them being pigs, this is very difficult for them because pigs are typically farsighted animals and they don't have hands or thumbs or any real gripping power. So they have to use their snouts, which is, I assume very difficult. And, um, there there was a bit of a skill gap though once it got once it got to like harder levels, like the pigs were having significantly harder time. But like you can you can teach a pig to play a, a basic like maze game, I guess. And one of the uh one of the scientists is like, I don't think this will come as a surprise to work to anyone who works with pigs, but and they're not playing Minecraft, but they can manipulate a situation to get a reward and it's no surprise at all. So, so that's really interesting i mean i never would I, I never would have thought an animal could play uh, video games
1: yeah it it's just interesting to know that like they have that as an ability um and cognitively they know how to use games and stuff like that so we're all learning we, we know that we don't have to like uh, as long as we're not getting curb stomped by you know pigs in our pub games i think we'll be okay what if there's like like 10 years in the future you're playing like
0: overwatch three um you're just getting absolutely
1: stomped and then like on the other end it's just like a gorilla just yeah i i can i can see that you deep future we're gonna have like a full dog team we're gonna have literally Airbud is gonna come out uh in real life, and they'll be like, dogs can't play esports, and then they'll be like, it doesn't say in the rule book, <laughs> and then, yeah, and then we'll air just Bud? have a full, yeah, air Airbud, but like literally, dogs. Like I'd be I'd be down for that.
0: <laughs> Who thought of Airbud? Like honestly, the the '90s
1: were a weird time, dude. I mean, they were just like cute dog plus, uh, endearing sports timeline slash like plot line equals money and so <laughs> they did it in universe though like how are you gonna live down being the guy who lost a basketball game to a dog <laughs> That's how do the hardest that part. down it's just like dude your team is so bad you lost to a dog like, like what if these on, guys man.
0: were like scheduled to get scholarships and then the college finds out that they lost to a dog and it's like yeah, no, you, you can't come to our college
1: anymore. <laughs> yeah, it, it that's just like, it's career shattering. Like, those guys just stopped playing basketball from that point forward. They're just done. <laughs> I think at that point, they'd hate dogs and basketball. Uh, yeah, I, I don't blame them. Like, two, two things that you shouldn't get absolutely clapped by, but, you know,
0: that's how it is. Yeah. And again, I think they missed a huge opportunity to call this article pig pong. Yeah. But yeah, well, did. the BBC isn't necessarily a fun publication. They're 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 good, but they're not they're not into the fun stuff like we are. <laughs> um so this should be of interest of any of you, a lot of people. Um, according to uh Kotaku, content creators which is talking about like people on Twitch, Instagram, on TikTok, are soon going to be able to get benefits from SAG-AFTRA. And if you don't know what SAG-AFTRA is, it is the the combined union of the Screen Actors Guild and the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. Um, It's it's pretty much like the union you have to be in if you're in Hollywood. Um, It's like a really big thing to like finally get your SAG card, which is like an actual card that's like, you're a member of SAG. Um it's it's one of my goals to eventually have my SAG card so um but um going back on track apparently to uh, according to backstage which is a um a, a theater and film like casting publication uh these content creators are soon going to be able to gain um SAG status under the influencer generated brand content as like an advertising category so um i'm not exactly sure how it works because again i'm not part of sag yet hopefully um but i mean this is this is big for legitimizing digital culture um on the one hand i i don't like influencer culture i think it's i think it's very very problematic i think it's a lot of the times it's unfair because a lot of times it's just based... I mean, like a lot of things in, in Hollywood, it's based on whether um, people like your cleavage or your abs enough. Um, I think there's more of a case to be made with streamers than with like um, Instagram and TikTok people. Although, I mean, there there is stuff to be said about people who actually make good TikTok content because I know a few people. Um but in the world of streaming at least i mean i speaking from a gaming perspective this is huge like this is this 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 is showing that hollywood is recognizing the potential of streaming
1: yeah and one thing that i want to i i feel like this is something that kind of falls into like a weird gray area is like what if you're already sponsored by something do you do you essentially have to like, for example, like if you were to watch um, like a streamer, for example, and they have like a Red Bull fridge, right? Will that if they have like, let's say a couple thousand viewers every single time, will they qualify for this? Or what is like the specific things that needs to happen in order for it to become like to, to essentially qualify to get, you know, a SAG card. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's some people who will just get sponsored by small things, right? Like uh or like what if they're just team sponsorship? Like they get signed on, for example, like Emong. Um, he's technically branding, you know, the San Francisco Shock or Fran, who now is showing off her, you know, the Toronto Defiant. When it comes down to that kind of stuff, um what qualifies that to become a part of the screen actors guild, um, and, you know, actually get their card. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of things that like in my head, I'm like, this is a really good idea. This is a good idea to kind of, you know, obviously legitimize streaming and show that, you know, um, other forms of social media can actually show off the fact that these guys are actually working for it. But on the other hand, we have to worry about, um, the rest of, you know, like what qualifies them to get this spot? Um, because we don't want to set it. If you set it too low, you're going to have a lot of people just coming in. Yeah. Uh, just because they're like, oh, OK, we, we do something very simple or they go viral. Um, and yeah, they just they don't have a lot of staying power versus like other things. Right. So I feel like, you know, it's some, it's cool to know that they're at least acknowledging this as being like you know branded content and influencers and stuff like that. But I I hope that they have like really strict like guidelines so that mm-hmm. the people who actually worked for it and could actually get there deserve it. Yeah. Um get get what they need versus like just somebody who puts something out and doesn't quite get it, you know?
0: Yeah, that's one of my biggest complaints about the the current influencer culture is that like a lot of the time you don't have to work for it. It's just a lot of, of luck. And then do people think that you're attractive? You you don't have to have a lot of talent to make it big on social media a lot of the time. So my, my wonders are what regulations are going to be put in place with um, uh, with with the, the new influx of the social media cre- content creators and like what is the qualifications to be considered sag eligible because i know with um with actors you have to be in at least it's either two or three i believe sag sponsored productions like commercials or or films or or television shows before you're eligible and like you can defer it because like some people strategically like will defer just because they're able to get more roles because um I don't know the exact reasoning but I think it's like once you once you have the the union card it there are certain rules as to whether or not you can be part of certain um non-union productions or not there like there's there's a lot behind what is acceptable to to the union um and so what does that mean for streaming like are you allowed to be like in just random streams um what are your dues going to be i believe it's like $2000 a year for um for regular members now but that also comes with like health insurance and, and stuff like that which i mean it's big um but yeah that's those those are my thoughts on it we were we were talking earlier about like buying games again kevin on on okay. multiple platforms or or buying multiple copies of a game which i've done it occasionally i've done it i did it once when um the remaster of the arkham games came out for playstation just because i didn't have my xbox 360 and i have city and um, asylum on 360 and i wanted it on playstation um and i i have over the 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 years i think i have like Skyrim on three different platforms, if you don't count the Alexa version. Um, But Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption are still, like, selling huge. I think Grand Theft Auto has just hit the 140 million copies mark. Um, And then Red Dead Redemption, I think, according to GameSpot, has hit 36 million units. Um, Grand Theft Auto Online has been on seven years it's still mm-hmm. in production people are still playing it um grand theft auto online is still going strong red dead online um since it launched in beta in 2018 uh has more players including more new players in the month of last coming december since then according to to GameSpot, um and then gta online and red dead online are coming to like the next gen platforms so they're still going so strong, and and my wonder is is if, if we can apply this to Overwatch. I don't know if if how invested in in those games, if you've played those games, Kevin, or been on the online communities.
1: It's, what are they doing that Blizzard is not? It I feel like it's a little bit of the way how the game is designed, uh-huh. plus like it plus constant like weird engagements and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um because GTA and like Red Dead Redemption have they have ridiculous amount of replayability. And that's something that um essentially people are tuning in to just see what kind of weird things you can do. Um I mean if you've ever seen Doug Doug before on YouTube, he does uh he used to do a lot of videos where he would compare games to food. He does that that's like his big thing um but he uses like GTA and he'll like let the chat control his keyboard and just like see what they'll do with it or like they'll give him a goal and they're like okay you guys just have to work together to make this work um but yeah it's it's a game that has a lot of replayability and a lot of like people could just come back to it and i feel like blizzard is technically doing this well um but The game that they went for is World of Warcraft, right? Mm -hmm. World of Warcraft still has that replayability and everybody keeps coming back because there's new things going on uh, left and right. But um, it's not as popular because there's just like... I I feel like the Blizzard community is really tight-knit. You either have played World of Warcraft for like your entire life Or you're a noob and you have no idea what you're doing and you're not, you know, you're not using bots to farm. (laughs) So, like, what are you, what are you even doing with your life? Um, But yeah, I feel like that's one, one thing about it. And I feel like it's, it's just interesting to, to think about this. Like, the fact that GTA and Red Dead Redemption 2 has sold a lot of copies doesn't have to do anything with like, oh, they're on... You know more they're on more platforms it's more like we like the games and we think it's fun mm-hmm. but at the same time there's no there's no news of a new one right like We've had uh, the, the gta joke 5 for a while the joke is that like each
0: um each like each of the last three consoles has gotten a new grand theft
1: auto game but
0: the <laughs> grand theft auto has gotten three new consoles
1: exactly uh they they don't really need to update it's just like people are constantly uh just picking it up because you know it's it's a relatively cheap game uh when it is on sale so people do pick it up for that fact um or sometimes you know if you're lucky enough you could find like a company that is doing a free giveaway of Mm -hmm. it so i feel like that's half of it it's just like i got mine free when i bought the ps4 yeah it's it's easily accessible, but like, there's also a solid story that's in it. So yeah. Um. Yeah, I can I can see why they're doing so well. They're they're doing very well for a game. Um, GameSpot
0: says it costs ten dollars less than ten dollars on Walmart.com. It's like nine ninety three according to GameSpot.
1: Yeah, you just gotta go and go and get a copy of it. It's it's fun. It's multiplayer. That's another thing. Um. And yeah, I feel like. Those and games will have
0: things. They're coming. They're constantly like putting out events, like exactly. new events all the time. So like, I, think, I think there's a new one going on right now, or something. Yeah, think, like is it like the the Caipiririco heist or something like that?
1: Something like that. But yeah, they keep updating it. They're they're keeping us engaged, and that's something that you know a lot of current properties would have a really big benefit too. Um, I mean. If you want to talk about like the weeb half of it, you can mention like Genshin, like Mm -hmm. Genshin Impact kind of has that idea where it's multiplayer online growing community. Um, I know the first half of it is single player. You just got to get through it. But uh, once you get to a point where you can play with other players, it it does become that kind of guild, um, you know, playing inside of a game, constantly together with friends kind of deal.
0: And the thing is, like other companies have tried it, like Fallout 76 tried to have this kind of model, but they failed so spectacularly.
1: Yeah, I feel like it, it takes the right amount of touch and story. I mean, we'll eventually get there. And, you know, once again, going back to roots of mine, like if Pokemon were to do something like a Breath of the Wild, you would get a lot more players coming back um not only just because it's a different style of pokemon but also because it is it's just super engaging like yeah the same thing that happens with gta and red dead where you have multiplayer um concepts of just like playing together but also like giving you a rich story that you know pokemon has kind of been lacking for the past 25 years
0: (laughs) yeah it you know, it'd be interesting if you played the the rival of the guy who somehow saves the entire region. Like you don't, you don't get the, the legendary at the end, but you get to like watch your team get messed up by the legendary at the end. Like it would be terrible to play, just because everyone wants to be the hero, but it'd be it'd be a risk, like
1: story wise, for them. You know, I feel like it'd be a like a fun challenge to play as you know the rival, like essentially it becomes like it's not a speed run but you have to get certain things done before the protagonist right um and then you have to constantly challenge them um whether you win your you win your fight or not uh and then you have to wait for them at the top and then you know if imagine if you had that like pvp style of like okay here's your designated rival uh you can do whatever route you want but if they get to the elite four before you, like you have to fight them at the end, mm. or vice versa, it, it it'd be really interesting.
0: How do they, how did the gym leaders just as, as a Pokemon? How do they stay in like business if their whole thing is like get beaten by children?
1: Oh yeah, they they go over this in the actual anime. So I haven't gotten
0: there yet. In
1: the yeah, there it's really quick. It's really quick, but like essentially all the gym leaders have a full set of six that's like really, really strong, right? Yeah. But they only challenge you depending on the number of badges you have. So, the first one, if you're, for example, in, in Kanto, when you walk in and the first one is Brock, right? He's only got two Pokemon and they're like pretty easy to take care of, right? Um, if you decide to go with that, um, when they had the remakes of the games where you go back and you get challenged them again they're like oh you have eight badges I I am going full strength (laughs) like (laughs) yeah you're you're ready to take me on at full strength oh you're a part of the elite four all right I'm bringing out the bring out the big guns like it's one of those things where like at first you think oh okay you have to do X Y and Z but um, and then in sword and shield uh, they went over the fact that there is a minor league um, there's a minor league for gyms. So, like, if you get a certain amount of, like, I guess people who go and challenge, do your gym challenge, um, you could eventually move up the ranks, and then, like, if a Pokemon gym leader retires, either somebody either steps in their place and takes over their gym, or one of the minor league gyms becomes the, a major gym. So, it's just interesting to think about all of that as a concept It's like what there's minor league gyms what do you mean like yeah um like one of them was if you ever get through sword and get the dlc um master mustard who is the uh the guy who gives you foo and stuff like that um they hint at him being a a previous gym leader um peony who's in the uh crown tundra used to be a steel type gym leader so it's just like you're like, what these guys used to these guys used to own gyms. No wonder why they're beating me with, with like level 70 Pokemon when I just step on the island. Like, come on, man. Like they're they're ex like gym leaders. They they know what they're doing. All right. So I think we're finally ready to get into the actual
0: Overwatch stuff in the podcast. In the very at the very end of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Michael Chu, as we all know, wrote the lore for Overwatch, which is constantly having to be retconned. Um, and he's now working on a new multiplayer action game for 2K and 31st Union. So um, a lot of people are, are making jokes about it and about how, like, are you really sure you want to hire Michael Chu? Because literally every single time something new happens in the story, they have to undo something he did. Like, oh diva's no longer a starcraft player oh wait no M- mercy really wasn't the one who brought back reaper it was moira moira was doing crazy experiments and stuff and and like there's so many gaps in what Chu did like i i, I do admire the world that he helped build and i do like a lot of the connections that he created between the characters and how we can find little tidbits of lore throughout just playing the game and the interactions, but like there's so much that was sloppily done,
1: you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's 50-50 too. Like Michael Chu did a really good job of building the world of Overwatch and like getting people to love essentially like the whole concept of what overwatch was. Yeah. Um I feel like if anything it was just unfortunate for him to like know that the rest of the team for for overwatch is working on a character and they kind of leave him in the dark until a certain point when they're like oh we're releasing this character please fit this into the lore and he's like uh
0: <laughs> like I feel like he should have been their first person to talk to
1: yeah just be like okay we're creating a character who's a scientist who's got weird balls and they're like okay <laughs> you want weird ball character we'll put it are, are they are they gonna hang out with overwatch or talent all right they're talent all right we, we can not worry about the mercy thing we don't have to worry about it so yeah it's it's interesting to know It's there's a whole bunch of just like little bits and pieces that could have been fixed if they just like worked out the story and gave him a heads up of like oh these are potential characters that could fit in here and there right um but yeah I, I feel like he's gonna do what he did with overwatch right he's gonna give a very good story at the open and if they keep introducing more and more stuff uh they might have to go back and fix that I mean it it happens with all stories if you keep creating right you have to sometimes go back and be like oh okay but as long as it's not like Extremely game changing or extremely like insanely busted. I think you'll be okay. Like, uh, one of the ones that I was saying was like the the diva not being a Starcraft pro. Like, there was no reason to erase that, right? Like, that did not affect the story yeah. at all.
0: This is not a Mandela effect thing, though, right? We we all yeah. know that it said that. Like, officially, it said it, right?
1: Yeah. So I think that it would it would have just been fine to keep it just be like, oh, yeah, she came up through StarCraft, joined up with a bunch of other pro gamers and became, you know, the uh, the the crew. Going back
0: to Nintendo and Pokemon, it's like what Nintendo and Pokemon do. They include like references to their current consoles in in every game that they exactly release. It's 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 just a fun nod to like their other work.
1: Yeah, they just got to keep that up. It's just like, please let them know that x y and z is still applicable just like you don't have to race you know a whole bunch yeah
0: I, I i think having mercy be the one to bring back reaper was like a much better story decision than having moira do because it, it like it adds more depth to why mercy doesn't like overwatch as much why she's like kind of resistant to it and like it, it just it deepens her complexity as a character. And now it's just like, all we have for Mercy is, I like her with know I like her with Farah, And and uh, that's, that's really it.
1: That's really all we've got for her. Yeah, I'm fine with either way. I One of the things that would have been interesting is like, you know how her and Warrior used to work in the Overwatch sector? Yeah. It's like, if... Mercy was working on something and she perfected it, but Moira was kicked out before she perfected it and took it anyways. Like, that would have been... That would have been one thing, but for him to be like, your research is the one that broke me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm not fixed because of Mercy's research. It would have been a little bit better. Yeah, um, yeah. Because it would have explained at least, like, okay, yeah, the whole fallout of Overwatch happened before Mercy finished like perfecting it. And then if that was like the case, then you could give Mercy some crazy like, you know, PTSD and just say like, oh, she could have saved millions if she had this Mm -hmm. perfected before X, Y, or Z happened. Because of that, now whenever she sees, you know, Soldier or Reaper, she's constantly reminded of the people who she's let down. Um, then, Then you just get, you know, too deep. And then you just have a scared medic who's running around the battlefield. Um, but yeah, it, it, it would be interesting to know, like that's the story that's going into the characters that we play and We love and enjoy. Long story short, Michael, you should hire us, please. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind. I, I got, I got my degree. I can, I can help you with stories.
0: Um, All right. So, so final thing that I have on the docket is line is next week. So, what we know is going to happen is shock versus the world. We are hoping for some overwatch two news. We're most likely going to get a reveal for the season four of the overwatch league. And what's the schedule is going to be there. Rumors that I've seen are according to some screenshots that overwatch two is scheduled for a 2024 release. And then the memes came out saying 2042. (laughs) Um, but that's that's all that's floating out there that i've seen for now what are we hoping to get out of this kevin because i i i I don't know what we're going to get like i i literally have no clue like i can we're, we're going to speculate but i will probably be shocked by anything that comes out of
1: this yeah this is gonna be this is gonna be interesting um one thing that I want to say is, I I don't want to get my hopes up too high, um, but I hope that Blizzard at least acknowledges that they're working on Overwatch Two still, um, or at least give us something to look forward to. Um, one of the things I I don't want to say like it's official, but I saw like some screenshots of potentially Junker Queen being the being the first announcement after you know the ones that we already know that are coming to Overwatch too mm-hmm. we were like okay we're going to have you know sojourn first um that's probably coming on release but like if we had an idea of junker queen coming out after that would be another really fun one to to look right. into um but yeah the shock versus the world was something that we mentioned last week um go ahead and listen to that one if you if you want to know more details on it but it does look like a lot of fun so um, much fun.
0: I'm so excited for that.
1: Yeah. Like, even if it's not like a full competitive event, the fact that it's a, like, there are a lot of faces that I'm really happy to see again. um, And also some new faces. You know, you, you got the, the biggest matchup in the world of Krusty versus Lucio Dad. That's going to be insane. Um, But yeah, I think a lot of it is going to be really important um for overwatch as a property um hmm. and i hope that you know we get something we get something out of this like we already know from the nintendo direct earlier today that you know pyra and mithra are the next you know smash characters. so it's not it doesn't have anything to do with blizzard i mean um,
0: they could have been, they could be saving it for blizzcon we i mean if they, if they do it's like a that's kind days. of a
1: kind of a back-to-back announcement
0: um, I mean it'd be it'd be a good show like saving the thunder for blizzcon I can see it. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen.
1: I don't think I can so. See it. <laughs> it's got to be next year. <laughs> uh, but honestly I think that we need something for the Overwatch community. Like especially if 2024
0: is the real release date because Yeah.
1: Like if you're going to tell us okay it's 2024 and then we'll be like okay we won't ask any more questions until 2023, <laughs> or or something like that, right? Like we just want to know what what's going on, yeah. because as as like you know the community, we want to be enthusiastic about our game. But if there's nothing going on in there, then we're gonna be migrating. Um, like we were saying, the only thing that was really bringing us back were the were like the mini events and like even i'm starting to not like finish those
0: i've <laughs> like, i haven't been doing the ones for the lunar event because i just exactly don't care about the lunar event
1: exactly it's like you're going to give us the same events that we've had the last couple of years with a couple of new skins like we're not invested enough to to want to play it you know yeah so i feel like there needs to be some new announcement for overwatch it doesn't have to be big. It just has to be enough that we're not sitting here twiddling our thumbs wondering if we're getting some something new or should we just give up on this game? Yeah. Um. And just wait. You know, if you say 2024, we we all are not going to show up for any Overwatch stuff until 2024. <laughs> That's just how it is. Like, you might as well just say, like, okay, like, you have one more season of the Overwatch League and then you're done. And then right. have 2024 work on work on the league process, work on X, Y, and Z. And then when it happens in 2024 again, and everybody's happy about it, everybody's ready to go back, um, then re-announce the Overwatch League and do X, Y, and Z all over again. I saw a tweet from Sully recently.
0: She was saying, like, she was chastising the the Overwatch community about, like, being so, like, rabid about give us Overwatch 2 now, give us Overwatch 2 now. And it's like, you I, I agree that, like, it, we're a bit too... Rabid, sometimes we're chomping at the bit a little bit too much and and Jeff and the team are, are being very patient and we don't want a cyberpunk situation to happen. But that being said, I think they did a huge misstep last year by announcing Overwatch 2, giving us the full trailer, telling us all these things that are coming, giving people at BlizzCon an ability to play some levels that are already done and then not giving us a release date, not giving us any news until this year, like a whole year of nothing. Like, fine, if if the release date is, is far in the future, that's, I mean, we can't help that. I mean, I, I think, it was just recently, I think that they actually started hiring the story team. So um, I think the issue isn't that we want too much. I think the issue is that, there there isn't anything to go on and like we we love this game like uh, the the fact that we're like wanting this information shows that the the blizzard and overwatch fan base is still very dedicated the problem is is that i think it feels like they're taking us for granted it feels like blizzard and jeff think that they can just be quiet and that we'll always be here waiting for that next game which Um, guess there's a core dedicated fan base, but if, if you take us for granted too long, like even we will probably be less interested when the game eventually does come out. So, um, I think it would have been better like teaser last year, fine teaser trailer. Um, this year would have been the year to maybe release the beta and show like not the beta. I mean, like let people try out the story mode and try out push mode. Mm -hmm. that would have been like that would have been deceptive but it would have shown more progress and it would have been a more steady stream of release because it it would have shown like yes there are things that we did in this year like we're not just being quiet um a a parallel that i can think of real quick is uh, i follow the he doesn't tweet very often but the guy who's in charge of like creating all like the concepts for the mazes at like the universal theme parks for halloween like He'll occasionally tweet out what he's doing, like, "Oh, hey, I'm meeting with these people to like do this secret maze," or like, um, "Hey, if you come tonight, then there'll be, like it say this code, you might get like a special surprise." Like, he'll like, it's not frequent, but it's enough to know that the account is still active, and, and for the diehard people to be like, "Okay, cool, there's stuff going on." Okay, cool, he's ma- he's making progress, he's working on stuff, so. Um, that's my take on, on on the overwatch 2 stuff is that we i think will will be more will be more of an understanding fan base if you are more forthcoming as a development team
1: yeah i i feel like once again like a steady stream of information would be much much appreciated uh we just need You know, something that'll keep us entertained. And I do agree with Zoe. It's like, um, we are very hungry for Overwatch 2, but honestly, I'd rather have it take a long time and be like as perfect as you can make it rather than, you know, released in a rush and then having people say, like, oh man, like even Overwatch 2 can't even fix Overwatch. (laughs) Like, yeah. Make it, make it correct, make it good this time. And, Mm. When, when you do that, I'm pretty sure you'll have everybody who loved Overwatch come back um, or right. at least have like a new wave of you know, this game coming back Right Alright, so to wrap
0: up real quick, Kevin if you could have three things announced about Overwatch 2 at
1: BlizzCon line, what would they be? Um, Number one a true release date Mm-hmm. Uh, like a release time whether it's you know 80 years in the future <laughs> or you know next month give it give us like a relative time right um i want that number one i feel like that's the most important yeah um i guess number two would be like other media or stuff technically to like just keep us interested like i i don't technically this is just like another sidetrack thing but dota just announced that they they're doing their netflix series Mm -hmm. so i'm like okay can we do the overwatch one um if they give us for example like you know overwatch like a mini series on netflix i'd be fine with that uh just something else to kind of hold us over in the meantime um and number three, I want Jeff's closet. Please give us all the Jeff exclusive merch that he's been hiding. I mean, let's be honest, we want that diva, we want the diva jersey. We want to pay so much money for that diva jersey. Exactly. But there's so much stuff that he's worn in his announcements that he just there, it's not on the store, it's not up anywhere. Just put that up. We'll we'll Elizabeth, buy it. Do you know how much money you could make? Just say, like, you don't need it, Jeff didn't even have to technically wear it, just put have avalon
0: model it we'll buy it yeah just put just put it up there we'll we'll buy it so my 3 would be release date like you said um the overwatch series on netflix like you said and then the third one would be like just playable trial content like it doesn't have to be like completely beautiful but like let let us let the rest of the world try what the people at blizzcon tried last year let us try those um pve missions let us try what push mode looks like 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 a live demo yeah put it on all the servers not just for pc not just for people who were in person like the the exclusivity window happened last year cool now let all of us try it to show that like it's worth the wait so yeah those would be my three All right. Anything else you want to wrap up with, Kevin? Any news that I've missed? Any th- any announcements
1: that you'd like to share? Um, not really. I just want to tell everybody finish finish your stuff. If you if you want to get your uh, get your skins, do them. Uh, I, I'm lazy. I do like half of it, and then I just wait. Um, <laughs> and then I forget that it exists. Um, I have three so, yeah. right now. That's it exactly just just get what you need to get done um for that just look out for more you know overwatch event stuff hopefully we get something cool coming up this weekend um but yeah we're just gonna have to wait and and find out
0: all right then thank you to everybody listening we love you all please listen to the ads so we can eventually get paid i need to follow up on that um so that we can eventually get paid uh share the podcast if you want to see the play that i'm in let me know and i'll send you the link but aside from that we will pay attention to blizzcon line this weekend and be back at you next week with to see uh, we'll be back here to see if uh if our predictions came true or if we're just going to be disappointed for another three years all right everybody have a great week and we will see you soon
1: Next week, we'll break down all the news from live.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in O-W-L. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.
1: Sick of being upsold at gyms?